hand clap to the Lord. He's worthy of it, isn't he? I want to make a quick announcement before we start our service today. And uh, just want to make everybody aware we're, we're not going to be afraid. Everybody say, I will not be afraid. Now, try to convince yourself of that. Say, really, I'm not. <clears throat> what we're doing in our church, I've talked to a lot of my friends, and I've talked to several. Sister Gail uh, told us what the state of Texas is starting to do. Uh, Governor Abbott made an announcement, and he asked everybody to use wisdom and just uh, he asked, I, I believe that's where I heard this, that even churches just not shake hands, hug necks for a while. Uh, that's going to be hard for us to do. It's going to be real hard for us to do. But I think we need to practice that for a while and see what's going on. So for a while, no hands shaking and no neck shaking. <laughs> Don't grab anybody around the neck. Uh, let's let's just honor that. It's going to be very hard. Uh, tell somebody you love them. Speak to them real nice. Smile at them. Wave at them. But let's just back off of that for a while. There's no virus in our church. Uh, there's only one or two cases in the hospital in Tyler, I think. Four now, up to four in the hospital. They've got them contained. It's not like it's rampant. But... We don't want to help it any. We do not want to help it. So please help me with that. Just don't hug necks and shake hands for a while. Be friendly. Get the fear off your face and get the frown off your face. And our ushers are going to open the doors for you and close the doors. So don't worry about that. Uh, if anybody gets sick, we want it to be our ushers. <laughs> but they're going to help us. We just don't, you just don't want to handle any doors you don't have to handle. All right, this is real important here. Listen to this. When you go to the restroom, wash your hands real good with soap and water, and we've moved the trash cans close to the door, then take your paper towel, open the door with it. You don't have to touch a door. And then throw the paper in the trash can and see how easy that is. And I know our kids may not do that, uh, but try to talk to them about it. Get them to do it. And let's work on that. Just another way to help. Uh, we're going to keep praying for the sick like we've always prayed for them. I'm going to lay hands on you. And then after I get through, I'm going to use some hand sanitizer. Not that I'm scared of you. I'm just going to practice what I'm preaching. I think we ought to all do that. So use hand sanitizer if you have it. If anybody's got a stockpile of it, you want to bring some to the church, we'll take it and we'll help it. We'll use it right here. Um, one of the things I want you to do is pray against this virus. Everybody say, I will pray. Pray against the virus. And plead the blood. Just plead the blood over your family, your friends, uh, the church. Just just take authority over it. And we're not going to fear. We're not going to we're not going to pull into a shell. Uh, we're just going to trust the Lord. And and I will say this: if you can afford it, 
it might be a good idea to stock up on some food. Just get some items that you normally use. Um, we could be forced to stay indoors for a few weeks or even longer. And so just think about that. And just uh, We don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to have church. And if we get to where we can't have church, I guess you'll just have to watch me online. I'll come up here and teach and preach and and uh, we'll still have something, I promise you. But uh, these are just some things I wanted to make you aware of. Uh, we've got a spring break going on right now, and we've got a lot of people out of town. Uh, I will say this. If you ever get uh, a fever, if you start feeling bad, please don't come to church. Just be wise. Be smart. If you're sick, you're feeling bad, don't come. Just don't take a chance. All I want you to do is think. Everybody say think. Just think. Just use wisdom. And I think we're going to be okay with that. We're just going to trust the Lord. We're going to have church like normal. And we will have church unless they tell us we can't. And if they tell us we can't, we're going to obey it just like every other law. Somebody says, well, I don't know about all of this. It, it seems like your fear. It's just like a speeding law. We obeyed the law. We, we don't speed, or if you do, you get a ticket, and we're going to obey uh, whatever the government uh, says. If they tell us stay indoors, not have church, we're going to do that. And everybody stay uh, connected to the uh, website, any announcements we need to make, also, uh, text. Our church is, I think, pretty high tech. Brother Nick and his staff uh, will we'll be getting a hold of you. Just pay attention. Any questions? All right. We want our praise singers. Where are our praise singers? Are they in the back? Are they ready to go? Y'all want to go back and come in or just come up here? Come on. Let's have church. God bless you. Practicing what my pastor preaches. All right. It's not fear, it's wisdom, right? It's wisdom. want to use wisdom. We want to take this time to be cautious. Uh, social distancing, limit as much interaction as possible. But that's not saying that we're fearful. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? We trust in Jesus that he's got it all under control. I may not be able to shake your hand and touch you today, but we can touch him this morning. I wonder if we could just do that. Lord, we lift you up. We magnify you, almighty God. You are the king of kings. We know that you have all power in heaven and earth. We know that nothing is impossible to you, Jesus. We know that you are the lover of our soul and you care about our every needs, Lord. We gather in this house this morning knowing that we come to you and that you 
you hear our voice when we cry out and that you inhabit the praises of your people. And I'm asking, Lord, as this praise team begins to lift your name up and begins to worship you, that your spirit will move in this house like it never has before. Jesus, we need a move of the Holy Ghost in this hour. We need a move of your spirit, Jesus. will be saved and walking with God in perfect health and abundance to walk in divine favor. I am blessed going in and I am blessed going out and all that I do will prosper. And everybody say, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you give this morning. If you have a need today and you'd like for us to pray with you, the altars will be open as we continue worshiping the Lord for just a little while. God bless you.
with your own works right now. You are the great I am. You are the great I am. Come on, that's it. Give Jesus some praise in this house. The great I am has stepped in this place this morning. Amen. I don't know if you've got the memo yet, but every song they've sung is talking about victory, talking about Jesus has overcome. Amen. It doesn't matter what hell you're going through. There's victory in this house this morning. Amen. Come on, you may have walked in a loser, amen, but you're going to leave here a winner in the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is in this house. Come on, clap your hands, open up your mouth and declare, victory is mine. I said victory is mine. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you, I feel something powerful in this house today. Amen. In a world that's filled with chaos and confusion, amen. We got a church here in Tyler, amen, that is stable. Amen. I know who my hope is. I know whom I believe in. Amen. Come on, somebody. I'm not looking to what everybody on the outside is doing, but I'm looking on what Jesus is doing in this house this morning. And whatever need you have, I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost, Jesus is here to meet your need. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He, he didn't come to touch some people. Amen. He come to touch all people this morning. He didn't come to heal some. He come to heal all. Amen. It don't matter what sickness. It don't matter what disease. It doesn't have Jesus perplexed or in distress. Amen. Jesus is still powerful. Jesus is still high. And Jesus is lifted up. And he's in this house. My, 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 amen, amen. Look at your neighbor, amen, and tell him there's just no telling what God's about to do in this house. Amen, I'm, I, amen. Look at him and say, I'm glad you're here this morning. Amen, but more than that, I'm glad Jesus is here. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands one more time and give Jesus a great shout of praise. He's worthy of it, that's why. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. I've been looking forward, amen, to, since I left here last Sunday. And I knew I was supposed to be coming back, amen. I didn't know everything that would happen this week. Amen. But God knew. And you're here today. I've said it a couple other services probably. You're not here by accident. I don't know who, who said, well, you accidentally showed up. No, when Jesus shows up, it wasn't by accident. It was by purpose. Amen. So while people are doing spring break, amen, you go do your thing, amen, but God never takes a break. Amen. So I'm glad I'm here on this Sunday morning, amen, spring break, amen, virus, whatever else is going on out there, amen, Jesus is in the house. 
Praise God. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 12. And as you're turning there, amen, I do give great honor to your pastor and Sister Gandy, amen. You, like I told you last week, you don't have just a preacher, amen, but you have a man of God, amen, that's not just wanting to stay at status quo, amen. He's hungry for revival, amen. He's not worried about going back. He wants to go forward, amen. I, I got some church people here this morning that's looking forward, amen, to what God is wanting to do for you. If you're thankful for what God is doing here, amen, clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I have been to some places, amen, they was, they was good with just good enough, amen, but never get satisfied, amen. You may be at a good place, but let me tell you, there's always a better place, amen. With Jesus, it's always forward, amen, praise God. You have your Bibles, Acts chapter 12 and verse 1. And now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quarters of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made. Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made. By who? Without ceasing of the church under God. Amen. When Peter was in prison, amen, that's when the church began to pray. Amen. And, and today, I don't know if you know it, the president has declared a national day of prayer. Amen. So you're at a good place today. This is still a place that believes in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. So Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his his chains fell off from his hands and the angel said unto him gird thyself and bind on thy sandals somebody said bind on thy sandals and so he did and he saith unto him cast the garment about thee and follow me and he went out and followed him without not though it was true which was done by the angel but thought he saw a vision when they were past the first and the second ward they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city which opened to them of his own accord and they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him and when Peter was come to himself. He said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Amen. So for the next little while, I want to preach on this. Put your shoes on. Put your shoes on. Hey, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, put your shoes on. Amen. We're going somewhere this morning. Hallelujah. One more time, clap your hands and give Jesus a praise in this house. Put your shoes on. 
Amen. I want to start off by saying you and I are a product, amen, or a direct result of what prayer can do. Amen. Someone has prayed for you late at night. Someone has called your name out early in the morning. Someone has cried tears and prayed over you. I know some people in 2020, amen, they act, amen, like they got here all by their self on their own accord, amen. But I'm not ashamed to let you know on this Sunday morning I'm a product, amen, of a praying grandmother, amen. I know what prayer can do. Hallelujah, amen. Verse five says, Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing, amen, of the church unto God for him, amen. When all the hell breaks loose, I don't need you to talk, amen. I need you to go to prayer, amen. Too many people put all their problems, amen, on Facebook, amen, but you need to take your problem to God, amen. When I'm going in the midst of the hell, amen, I need the church to pray, amen. You may be in prison here on this Sunday morning but we didn't come to talk about you we come to pray for you this morning I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost prayer is the most powerful powerful thing you and I can ever do Amen, verse five, it says without ceasing. Amen means fervent prayer, that red hot, amen, prayer. The Greek words means that it was fully stretched. It was didn't mean that it was nonstop, but it was constantly reoccurring. Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, it was a kind of prayer where time was invested. Amen, where they said, we're going to stay here a little while. It's just again, I remember them services when I was young. Amen, they had tarrying services. Amen, if you didn't get it in five minutes, they weren't going to walk out the door. Amen, but they said, bless God, I come in here with a need. I'm not going to leave here until I get my answer. Amen, when's the last time you said, you know what, amen, I may need a need here on this Sunday morning, but I'm not going to leave here until I get an answer. I'm not going to leave here until I get a touch. Amen, I come to tell somebody here this morning, morning. Amen. I know what prayer can do. You know what prayer can do. Amen. Prayer is the most powerful thing you and I can do, especially in the day and hour that we're living. Amen. Effort was expanded. Energy was invested. Amen. The kind of prayer that nags God until the solution is at hand. Meaning I'm not going to leave here God until you do something about it. I come to tell you here on this Sunday morning, prayer is your secret agent. It can go where you can't go. It can do what you can't do. Amen. I come to tell you here, amen, your prayer can put the adversary on the run. Amen. I know prayer is not popular in 2020. Amen. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, amen, you better not never forget how to pray. Amen. The church started off in prayer. Amen. And when this thing wraps up the church, amen, ought to end up in prayer. I'm telling you, prayer is still the most powerful thing that you can get a hold of God with. Amen. I come to let somebody know here. Don't You don't need to put your need on Facebook. You don't need to put your need on Instagram. But you need to put your need in a prayer to God and saying, God, I need you to touch me. God, I need you to bless me. Prayer can get the devil out of your mind and under your feet. Too many people talk back and forth with the devil. 
devil. Amen. You need to trash talk him and say, you know what? It may be bad right now. Amen. But I'm praying to a God who said there's a better day coming. Amen. I come to let you know here on this Sunday morning, I don't care how you walked in here. Amen. There's a God in heaven who said he's big enough. He's bad enough to take care of whatever you need. But you got to open up your mouth and pray. You have not because you ask not. The Bible says seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Amen. Prayer. Amen. When you're in the trial of your life or you're in the valley of decision, prayer will see you through. I know many times, Brother Gandhi, I couldn't see my way out. Amen, much more, amen, amen, to feel my way out. But I knew, amen, if I could just get a hold of God, amen, everything may not be right now, amen, but if I can get a hold of God, everything will be all right. A church without prayer is consequently no church at all. Amen, when the prayer room dries up, Amen. The saint dries out. Amen. You know why you're dry in your spirit? Amen. Because you haven't prayed. Amen. It's time. Amen. For the church. It's time for people in 2020 to get back into prayer. Thank God that our president made this a, day, a national day of prayer. Amen. But I don't need just one day of prayer. I need 365 days of prayer. Amen. I can't make it without prayer. There's some people, amen, you feel like you're hitting a wall when you pray. Amen, the devil is a lie. I come against every devil in hell and out of hell that said you couldn't get a prayer through. Amen, you absolutely can get a prayer through. Amen, if you call upon the name of the Lord, the Bible says seek you the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. God's closer to you now than he's ever been before. How do you know that? Because I know the world that we're living in. Amen. God is trying to shake this world. God is trying to shake this nation. God is trying to shake us. Amen. Not to scare us, but to draw us closer to him. Amen. Not for us to sit back and say, well, this way it'll happen, whatever happened. No, the devil is a lie. Amen. I come to pray because I know what prayer can do. The strategy, it's still prayer. Prayer puts God to the test. Well, what if I pray and it don't happen? It's not on me. I'm not God. Amen. I pray and I trust God and let God do his thing. Amen. I come to tell somebody it's not as complicated as people think it is. Amen. You got a need. Open your mouth and pray it under God and watch God do it. Watch God make a way where there seemeth to be no way. You may be in the waters this morning, but the the song said it will not drown you. You may be in the fire, amen, but the song said it will not burn you. I don't know what you're in this morning, but I know a God who can get you out of it. Verse seven said, and the angel smote Peter on the side and raised him up and said, arise, 
up quickly. That word smoke means it was striked. It was hit hard. Amen. Some of you, life has hit some of you very hard. And you feel like, amen. And you got a cramp in your side. Amen. But I'm letting you know here on this Sunday morning, there's a victory right, amen, after the attack. Amen. I come to let you know pain is not always fatal. Pain is right before your victory. I said pain is right before your victory. Pain is not final. Amen. The Bible said after he got up, his chains fell off from his hands. How many people have been set free but never experienced the freedom of the Holy Ghost all because they didn't get up. They were accustomed to the cares of this life. They were accustomed to the shackles, amen, of bondage, amen. They were so used to things of this world to when God said the chains will fall off, but you gotta get up. You gotta put effort in this thing. Amen. You're not gonna get your miracle just by happenstance. Amen. I got a God here this morning. Amen. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, he wants to heal. If you got a cancer situation, he wants to, amen, dry that cancer situation up. If you got a financial crisis, amen, I know a God, amen, who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. Whatever you come in here perplexed about, I'm telling you, God said, I'll unlock the miracle, but you got to arise. This world has been hit hard. Amen. Chaos. Chaos. Amen. However you want to say all that. Amen. It's a bunch of mess going on. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'm not looking at what's going on in the world. I'm looking at what's going on in the church. I'm telling you, God is still on the throne. Victory is getting up and staying up. Amen. You have the power and the ability to stay up. Just because, amen, everybody else is falling at the wayside. Amen. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I come to decree and declare. Amen. I'm getting up this morning and I'm staying up. He said, if you get up, the chains will fall off. I'm telling you here this morning. Amen. Yeah, the chain, amen, is unlocked. But God said he wants to give you complete victory and you got to get up. If you get up, doubt will leave. If you get up, anxiety will leave. If you get up, depression will go. But first, rise up. Get up this morning. What you're going through right now, amen, is leading you from a lower level to an upper level this morning. Everything about God's church is about going up. You may feel down this morning, amen, but I got a God in heaven who said you can come up just a little bit higher, amen. I come to preach to your faith, amen. I didn't come to preach, amen, to what God can do. I come to preach what God will do. I didn't come to preach about what God has done. I come to preach about what God wants to do. But you have to get up. I come to lift your faith up this morning. Now here's where I want to preach in verse eight. It said, gird thyself 
and bind on thy sandals. Meaning, put your shoes on. The Bible doesn't leave us wondering. It says, so he did. Meaning that he's got plans on going somewhere. The angel, in essence, was telling Peter, amen, you're walking out of here today. I was there, when I get dressed at home, amen, I got a five-year-old, and he don't say much when I, when I put my clothes on, but when I start putting my shoes on, he says, Daddy, where are you going? And somebody said, why? Why does he say that? Because he knows he can't go nowhere unless he puts his shoes on. I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, amen, you can't go nowhere until you put your shoes on. Amen, you gotta have your shoes on to go where God is taking you. You gotta have your shoes on to go where God is taking this church Amen. I know it's going to take effort. You won't get there just by happenstance. You won't get there by the luck of a draw. But you got to put a little effort into it. Amen. Effort shows me that you got plans on going somewhere. It's like driving a car. You can get in it dressed, but you can't go nowhere until you engage and put that thing in drive. Amen, I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost. Amen, brother, you need to get up and you need to get ready and put your shoes on. Amen, there's a place in God that he wants to take you that you've never been before. Sister, I know it's simple, but you need to get up and put your shoes on and walk after it in the Holy Ghost. I knew I was in the will of God. Sister Gandhi, you had to prayer. You started walking back there. And I don't know what you was walking for. Amen. But I'm telling you what you was walking for. Amen. It's closer now than it's ever been. I come to tell somebody, I feel a miracle in this house this morning. Amen. But you can't have it just by sitting there. But you got to get up and put your shoes on. Amen. God has unlocked the door. God has unlocked the prison cell. And he's saying, get up and put your shoes on. You're walking out of here. There's a depth in God that God wants to take this church in 2020. Amen. You desired it. You've longed for it. Amen. What I'm telling you, you're entering into a season. Amen. Where all you're going to have to do is put your shoes on and walk after the Holy Ghost. Let him lead you. Amen. Let him lead you. Let him lead your family. Let him lead your man of God. I'm telling you, there's a depth in God that he wants to take you. That you've never experienced before. You got to have your shoes on. You got to have a made up mind. Amen. I'm not just going out to wonder. I'm not going just to take a stroll in the park. No, I'm like the song said, I'm determined to hold out to the end. Amen. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Amen. I may have my shoes on, but my mind says, yeah, I got your shoes. You got your shoes on, but now it's time to walk after it. It's time to go after it in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I didn't come, amen, just to sit on the porch. There's too many people sitting on the porch. Amen. It's time to wait off the porch and step after it and follow God. I come to tell you, my prayer is God, where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads your family, I will follow. Where he leads your man of God, 
I will follow. Amen. But you can't follow. Amen. Unless you got your shoes on. Amen. Because I'm telling you, amen, you can go into territory. Amen. That you never thought you could go into. But you can't go without putting your shoes on. Because there's things. Amen. You got to climb over. There's things. Amen. You got to walk through. And you can't walk out there. Amen. Spiritually barefoot. But you got to be clothed. Amen. By the power of the Holy Ghost. You got to put your shoes on. Amen. You got to say, you know what? Amen. I come to get it this morning. I come to say, God, whatever you got to do to me, get a hold of me this morning. Put your shoes on means you start walking in your purpose. God didn't design you to be like so-and-so, but you are custom made. I said, you're custom made, saint of God. You're custom made, amen, visitor friend, amen. But you gotta stretch yourself this morning and don't go by what you feel, go by what you know. And I know that I know that I know, amen. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I know where I would be, amen. That's why I can't sit there, amen, and say, well, if God, if you wanna do it, amen, I know God wants to do it because I shouldn't be here this morning. I should be in a devil's grave. Amen. But it was the blood. It was God's grace. It was God's mercy that picked me up. I got and turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. This church is solid. This isn't a Fly by night church. Amen. Amen. People on the web. Amen. I'm telling you, this is a sure foundation here. Amen. In a world filled of chaos. Amen. In disarray. Amen. I'm telling you, you can come to your senses in the house of God. Amen. You may be losing your mind on the outside. Amen. But you step into this house on a Sunday, on a Wednesday night. Amen. On a Monday night prayer meeting. Amen. God will calm your fears. God will make all things new. He said in Mark chapter one, verse seven, and preached saying, therefore cometh one mightier than I after me that latches of whose shoes I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed have baptized you with water but he shall baptize you with water unto repentance. Amen, with the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen, I'm telling you right now. Amen, I can't be like Brother Gandy. Amen, because I can tell you them shoes ain't gonna fit these shoes. They're made for him. You can't fit mine. Mine were made for me. Amen. Stop being a copycat and say, well, if I had it like brother so-and-so, if I had it like sister so-and-so, no, you got to understand, God made you. God formed you. Amen. There's more for you than there is against you, brother. Amen. I'm telling you right now, you got to understand your purpose in God and say, you know what? I may not have it like so-and-so. Amen. But I know God's purpose. Amen. God's favor's on my life. So I'm putting my shoes on and God will you lead me. Amen. I'm going to follow you. The only time the enemy, I'm going to tell you something deep. The only time the enemy can defeat you 
is when you let him. God wants to give. I think I've said it in the last two services, but I, I can't help but say it again because I feel it. God wants to give you complete victory. You've been wrestling. You've been toiling. Amen. Well, that thing long enough. Amen. It's hit you on the side. And you feel like it was going to take you out. But I come to preach to you this morning. Amen. It didn't come to take you out. Because if it would have, it would have done it a long time ago. But what it is preparing, it's preparing you a greater victory than you've ever experienced before. It's preparing your family for greater revival. It's preparing this church for a greater harvest than ever before. I come to tell you, when you walk into the house of God, you're no longer a victim, but you are a victor. You may have walked in, amen, as the man said one time, broke, busted, and disgusted, amen, but when you leave here, amen, amen, the Bible says he wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. That surpasses all understanding. He wants to give you great joy. There's more power in the church than there is in the agenda of the enemy. You gotta understand, you are equipped, amen, you are prepared, amen, for what's going on on the outside. It's not time to fear and fret, but it's time, amen, to let your faith go and let your God go. Get him out of the box and let God be God. The church don't need me. I need the church. Church don't need you. You need the church. Amen. If anything in 2020 that you and I need, amen, I don't need a house. I don't need a car. I don't need a job. I need the church. I need Jesus, the chief cornerstone. Amen. I'm telling somebody here in the Holy Ghost, it's time to have a fresh baptism of the Spirit of God. I was getting ready and I felt the Holy Ghost tell me. He said, you tell these people, amen, I haven't preached what I'm preaching right here, amen, because we haven't happened what's happened right here. But he said, you tell the people they need to be exposed to the word of God and they need to be infected with faith and they need, they need to test positive for the Holy Ghost and they need to be quarantined from sin. I come to preach to somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen, if you're gonna get infected with anything, you need to get infected with the power of God's spirit. You need to get infected, amen, with the miracle power of God. Too many people worry and fret simply because they're not exposed to the word of God. Your answer is in the word of God. Somebody said, well, I'm waiting for a preacher to come pray for me. You don't need a preacher to pray for you. You need to get your faith back in the word of God. Get exposed to the word of God. Too many people are exposed to the things of this world. 
it's time to set some boundaries and say, you know what? I'm drawing a line and enough is enough. Amen. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. With a world that is jacked up, they need a church that is cranked up. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a move of God that wants to unleash in this house, in this end time revival. Somebody said, when revival, when's it going to happen? The world is just right for revival right now. I said the world is just right for revival. When people are looking to and fro and wondering what's going to happen next, I look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. The Holy Ghost is the gasoline of this thing. Just like the electricity keeps the lights on. What keeps the Spirit of God in operation is the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I didn't come to quench the Spirit. Amen. I come to expose the Spirit. Amen. I come to say, you know what? Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let God arise and let your sickness be gone. Let God arise and all your hail be driven out of your world. Too many people got what they need. Thinking, well, I'm blessed. You're satisfied in your spirit. But I come to tell you this morning, amen, God wants to pull some things from you, pull the covers off of you, and expose, amen, what you need. And the Bible said, my cup runneth over. It's not good enough just to be there to the top. Amen. They got a lid on there. You know why they got that lid on there? To contain it. Meaning no more. Amen can be on there. Amen. But what you and I need to do, we need to take the lid off and let the Holy Ghost run over in a world that is confused, in a world that is in distress, in a world that is afraid. Amen. I know you got to be safe. Amen. But don't quench my faith. Amen. Don't quench my God. I got a God who's big enough, who's bad enough to take care of whatever situation has your mind. Amen. Amen. In, 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 in disarray. God said, my spirit will sustain thee. God has more power and ability to override every assignment that the devil tries to create. You need to trust your faith and not your struggle. Faith will still be there when the struggle is over. Amen. I come to let somebody know. Amen. This too will pass. But my faith is what's going to get me over. My faith is what's going to get me through. He said the grass withereth and the flower fadeth. But the word of God shall stand forever. I choose to have faith over fear. I choose to have triumph over terror. I choose to have peace over panic. Amen. It's not time to hit the panic button. It's time to 
to hit the praise button. Amen. I come to encourage somebody here on this Sunday morning. Amen. When everybody is running to and fro. Amen. And panicking and losing their mind. You need to hit the praise button. I'll bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Unmute this thing. Somebody unmute this thing here. So I said, what are you doing? I'm hitting the praise button. Turn that thing up. I love you get. I'm hitting the praise button. Amen. It's not time, amen, to hit the backwards button. It's time to hit the forward button. It's not time, amen, to sit down and relax and coast. But it's time, amen, to put your shoes on. We're walking after this morning. We're believing greater things than these. Shall you do? Musicians, come. Please stand. Thank God for what they're doing. Safeguards. We need that. I've heard all the facts, but I still have faith. I've heard all the statistics, but I still got a God. I didn't come to preach about the virus as much as I come to preach to your faith this morning. I come to preach to your faith on the internet. Amen, it's time, amen, to come out of quarantine, amen, spiritually, and be exposed to the supernatural touch of God in this house. I pray the Spirit of God would infect every family, amen, would infect every woman, every child in this house. I'm not just talking about Tyler, but you hear me. This world needs revival. Done my heart good, Brother Gandy. President Trump said he was going to tune in this morning to Jensen Franklin's service. I told a preacher friend of mine, I God, I wish he would tune in to Life Tabernacle here in Tyler. Somebody said, that's crazy. Hey, it's time to have crazy faith. Amen. Get God out of the box. Amen. I'm telling you, there's no secret what our God can do. Don't put limits on our unlimited God. Somebody said, anybody need a miracle? You need a miracle. Lift up your hands. If you don't, don't play with me. You need a bona fide miracle. You hear me. I felt this last week, but I didn't know how it would go with this. But here we are. I've seen God do the impossible. I've seen God heal cancers. I was at a church not long ago, and it was on a Sunday morning. They didn't even strike the first key yet. 
And there was a lady on the back and her and her husband. He stopped me as I walked down the aisle. He said, preacher, he said, I need you to pray for my wife. I said, okay. I'm thinking maybe a headache or something. He said, she got thyroid cancer and the doctors ain't given a good report and she's supposed to go back to MD Anderson here in a few weeks. And I looked at him. I said, okay. I said, well, first of all, I can't give you the miracle, but I know a God who can. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and pray and act like it's already done. And I put my hand on her head and I begin to pray the prayer of faith. God, I smite this cancer in the name of Jesus. It wasn't a long prayer. I wasn't shaking her. Amen. And so I prayed and I left. Somebody said, what happened? I went and sat down. Service went on. I come back that night, begin to preach on praise, and all of a sudden her husband come down there. I had a tambourine, and I said, sir, I said, go ahead and praise God. Amen for your wife's healing that it's already done. Go ahead and seal it with a praise. He took that tambourine, he went off a running, and he went back there to the back. He threw that thing down, and he went to hucking and bucking, and people in the natural thought that was crazy, but what they didn't know is something, amen, was getting created in the supernatural natural. He come back up there. His wife, she up there. She grabbed that tambourine out of his hand. She took off running. And she went back there in that back corner. I don't know what it was. It was like a, a, a Holy Ghost downpour out there. And she threw that tambourine down and she went a shouting. Bobby pins went everywhere and people thought it was crazy. The church didn't know she had prayer or that she had cancer. See, not everybody got to know your need. As long as God and a man of God, amen. And so two weeks later, amen, I get a phone call. I was sitting at the house, amen, on my couch drinking coffee. And I get this unknown number and I answered. And it was this guy from, from where I was preaching at. And he said, preacher, he said, you remember me? I said, well, I don't really know. And he told me, he said, you pray for my wife. The, the doctor said she had thyroid cancer. I said, yeah, I do. He said, well, I just want you to know. He said, we're leaving MD Anderson. And the doctor said, it's like she never had cancer before. Amen. I'm telling you God is still a miracle working God in a world. Amen. That is saying how can it happen? I know a God that can make it happen. That same service I feel faith rising. That same service this man and woman, they were sitting on this side and they come down on that Sunday night and said, Preacher, we need a miracle. I said, okay. I said, you need to be specific with God. Amen, because you, you just, well, God, I, I need a car. He may give you a hoopty. You gotta be specific with God. I believe that. You go ahead and pray how you wanna pray. I'm gonna be specific with God, amen, because I need God to answer. And so they come down, they told me, they said, Preacher, we, we've been trying to have a baby. We went to all the doctors. We spent money and we ain't got, we, we, we don't know what to do. I said, well, i tell you what. I said, I'm gonna pray together with you and I'm gonna believe God's already gonna do it. And I said, what you need to do is go ahead and praise him in advance like it's already done. They went to shouting. They went to going praising God. And again, people were looking, well, what, what, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with them? Amen. Just because you're getting prayed for don't mean there's nothing wrong with you. Amen. Sometimes you need a miracle. 
I went back to that same church or, or the, the next week and that next Wednesday night they told me, they said, preacher, we gotta tell you before we announce it to the church, my wife is pregnant and she's dealing with, with a baby. And so I went back there five months ago, amen, and sure enough, she was pregnant and they just had a baby girl. I'm telling you, God is not slack concerning his promises. Whatever you need, God is able to do it. I'm almost done. That same church man come in one night I was preaching on miracles man come in there a visitor he'd been hunched over for six weeks he didn't even want to come that night but his backslidden wife told him baby we need to go to church they were there in revival here and we need God to touch you but he lived with it for so long that he come accustomed to it Amen, there's people in here this morning, you've lived with it long, and you've come accustomed to it, but I'm telling you this morning, God's about to unlock some things, and telling you if you get up and put your shoes on, that which was hindering you, amen, you, you will not see it again, it will be behind you. He come in there, we prayed for him, prayer service, and I knew what I was going to preach, so I'd, I sort of stepped back and just, just see if he was for real. Amen. Because a lot of times, folks, yeah, yeah, you check the preacher out, but the preacher checks check you out a little bit too. See if you for real. I didn't come to play church. I didn't come to waste your time. I didn't come to waste my time, and I sure didn't come to waste God's time. And so church was going on. I began to preach. Amen. The gift of faith was moving. And all of a sudden, I, I called him out. I said, sir. I said, come up here. I said, you need a miracle in your back? He said, I do. I said, well, let me go ahead and tell you. It's already done. Go ahead and give God the praise for it. You know what he did? He lifted up his hands for about five seconds and gave God the praise. And next thing I know, he took off running. I said he took off a running. Amen. You know what he had to do? He had to put his shoes on. He'd been in quarantine. He'd been in prison cell. He'd been in the shackles long enough. And he finally said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. He put his shoes on and he took off giving God a praise. And time he come back up here, his wife come out backslidden woman he gave the tambourine to her I went laid my hands on her started praying for her all of a sudden amen she started shaking Holy Ghost hit her amen God filled her with the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden I looked at the man and he took off running again and afterwards I said sir I said are you better he said no I'm not better he said, I'm healed. See, when God touches you, amen, there'll be no question that it was God that touched you. I'm telling somebody here this morning, I didn't come to preach a fairy tale. I come to tell you what God is doing in 2020. Lift up your hands right now.
I end with this story here. You hear me. The miracle working power of God is here. I'm not nervous. You're wondering when's it going to happen. And God is saying, let your faith go. Well, I've had this preacher afraid for me. I've had that one. Don't get preacher religion. It's God that does it. And I'm telling you, you're just right for a miracle this morning. You are just right for a miracle. I was out preaching in California when I was in Bible school. And it was one of the first places that I saw God really start moving in a miraculous way. And I began to preach and the pastor told me before I started preaching, he said, son, he said, I need you to pray for this lady over here. I'm thinking, okay, she needs a, maybe you know, a headache, something like that. I could probably handle that. He said, no, 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 no. He said, she needs a miracle from God. Her son is in the ICU unit and the doctor's already said there's no hope. And before she goes back to the hospital, she wanted to come to church one more time. There's some people here this morning. You're on your last leg and you come to ask Jesus one more time. But I come to tell you, your last time is really your beginning. When the devil says it's over, it's really your beginning. And so she began to worship God and I began to preach and I said, well, here we go. Let's try it out. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, the pastor told me that your husband, or your son was in ICU and you need a miracle from God. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I can't give it to you, but I know a God who can. And I said, what you need to do is let go and let God. I said, go ahead and lift up your hands right now. I prayed the prayer of faith only like I knew. I probably stumbled a few words and said this and said that, but, but I closed it up in the name of Jesus. And when I began to say the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost began to move in that house. And I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, what you need to do is go ahead and give God a praise and like it's already done. I said, how would you respond when you leave this church and you go to that hospital room and your son is sitting up? You know what she did? Amen. She she, she threw down. Amen. She put her Bible in her pew and she come up out of the pew and she began to dance and shout so extreme that I thought she was going to hurt somebody. I guarantee I wasn't catching her. I stood back. Amen. Like, like they say, give, give, give space. Amen. With everything going, I gave her her space. Amen. And so I said, my God. Amen. I, I went back and I told a friend of mine, I said, this woman, she worships so so radically that, it, that it, I was just amazed. I've never saw her in this fashion before. And that next morning, I get a phone call from that preacher and that preacher told me, he said, son, you remember that lady you prayed for about her son? I see. I said, I do. He said, well, she went back there to that hospital after church that night and she walked up into the room and she couldn't find her son and then all of a sudden she looked over there in the far corner. Her son was sitting up in a chair and the tubes were out of his amen throat. I come to tell somebody, God is still 
still able. God is still willing. I come to tell somebody here, amen, you need to put your shoes on and take a walk of faith this morning. Take a walk of faith this morning. Get out in the aisle. Amen, put your shoes on and take a walk of faith right now in the name of Jesus. That's it. Put your faith shoes on. Put your faith shoes on. I can't see it, but I'm walking after it. I'm walking after it. I'm walking after it. That's it. Walk after it this morning in the name of Jesus. faith walk this morning. Put your shoes on. I still got faith. I still got faith. I still believe. Name of the name of Jesus. No other name but 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 the